Good morning. Today is Monday, August 31st, 2020. This week's Parsha, the Parsha of Kisavo, begins with two mitzvos that are applicable when the Beis Hamikdash is standing, and they are mitzvos for farmers, agricultural commandments. We've discussed in the past the magnificent way in which the agricultural laws express the values within Judaism, and these are shining examples of that truth. The two mitzvos, in a certain sense, are similar, but they are performed in a very different manner. The first, at the beginning of our parsha, is the mitzvah of bikurim, the first fruits. The Torah says at the beginning of the parsha, and it shall be when you enter the land, when you enter the land that Hashem has given to you as an inheritance and you settle there, you shall take from the first fruits of your land, that come from the land that Hashem has given you, the land of Israel, and you will place them in a basket, and you will take that basket of first fruits and walk with it to the place that Hashem has chosen, to the Beis Amigdus, the holy temple in Yerushalayim. Rashi explains, that the way this mitzvah is performed, it's done at the beginning of the summer, around Shavuos time. Rashi says, Adam A person goes into his field, and he sees a fruit that just has begun to sprout. Korech alegemi. He ties a string on that fruit, lesiman, as a sign, Omer, and he says, bikurim. This is the first fruit. And he gathers a small basket of a few of the first fruits of each of the crops that he grows. And then the Mishnah describes the process from there. The Mishnah says, that he starts on a journey with his basket towards Jerusalem. And he gathers together with other farmers, each one with their basket. And the individuals grow into a group. It becomes like a parade. And so from all over Israel, there are parades of people walking each one carrying their basket of precious first fruits, gathering in groups, and they sleep outside on the way. And each group had a guide. And the guide each morning would wake the members of his group and he would say to them, Kumu Zion el get up! It's time to walk to Zion, to walk to the house of Hashem in Yerushalayim with your first fruits. 
the Mishnah continues and says that there would be a an ox that would walk at the head of each group and the ox would be decorated its horns would be covered with gold and there would be a crown of olive branches on its head and there would be someone playing a flute and playing music and singing and dancing as they all went towards Jerusalem and when they came close to Jerusalem they would send a messenger ahead to let them know people were coming and everyone would come out of their homes and everyone would come out of their shops and stand up in honor as these pilgrims passed by on their way with their baskets to the Beis Hamikdash. And as they entered the area of the Beis Hamikdash, the instruments would play and the Levi and the Levites would sing and there would be songs of praises and there would be this great celebration as these individual farmers, now a giant parade of individuals from all over Israel, comes to Yerushalayim, comes to the base of Migdash with their first fruits. What an incredible, beautiful collective national ceremony expressing gratitude and national vision for the future. Jewish history unfolding as God had planned. And they recite these words, the famous words that each of these farmers, these pilgrims would recite. They would say, when they came to the Beis Hamikdash, and they would stand in front of the Kohen in the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash, and they would say, "Arami Oviravi, my ancestor was a, war, a wandering Aramean, and we sojourned into Egypt, and we were persecuted there. But Hashem heard our cry. This is the passage, of course, that we recite at the Pesach Seder. Hashem heard our cry." And he took us out of Egypt. And he took us through the desert. And he brought us to this place, to this beautiful land of Israel. And he gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now you, God, have given me these beautiful first fruits that I am bringing to you. And then he placed them down in the Beis Hamikdash before God and bowed down before God. Then the parsha continues with the next mitzvah. The next mitzvah is the mitzvah of Meiser Sheni. <coughs> Meiser Shani takes place a little bit later, at the end of the summer, at the time of the final harvest, after the farmer takes in all that he has grown in that growing year, he takes 10% of the crops that he has, and Meiser Shani, the second tithing, 10%, and he takes it to Yerushalayim, again, traveling to Yerushalayim with his crops. Now this time, the amount of crops is much, much larger. 
Bikurim was just the first fruit. It was just the first couple of each of the fruits that he's growing. It fit in a basket. Now at the end of the harvest, he's harvested everything. This is his entire season, his entire wealth for this year. And he takes 10%. Normally, it would be too much to carry. And so the Torah describes how he would take the monetary value in coins to travel to Yerushalayim, and he would spend it in Yerushalayim. It's a beautiful mitzvah. We've discussed this before, but no parade, no flute, no group leader, no decorated ox, no one standing out of respect, no celebration. Why the difference? Especially when the miser is so much more. Why is it not treated as specially as the Bikurim, which is such, so much less? So I want to share an answer with you that I heard from Rabbi J.J. Shachter that goes as follows. Miser, the tithing, the 10% that is taken to Yerushalayim, that is at the end of the summer, at the end of the harvest, I harvest all my crops and I take 10% to Yerushalayim. It's a very important mitzvah. I have to show gratitude to God for what God has given me. I have to use it to spend time in the holy environment of Jerusalem. It's a mitzvah about gratitude for the past, what I have been given. But as I travel to Yerushalayim, bringing my miser or the monetary value, I think to myself, Baruch Hashem, thank God, I still have the 90% at home. That's in my silo. That's going to support me for the rest of the year until next year's growth, growing season. I'm set. My income for this year is finished. It's done. And so I travel to Yerushalayim, happy, by myself, quietly, satisfied, grateful. Yes. But Bikurim is very different. Bikurim is when I travel to Jerusalem with a small basket at the beginning of the summer. Since planting it at the end of the winter, I've been working very hard planting and plowing and fertilizing and weeding and pruning. I've been doing all of this work for months. And so far, there are no results. Until one day, early in the summer, I see one shoot, the first blossom, the first fruit, and I take it. And I put it in a basket. And I take it to Yerushalayim. But at that point, I have nothing. I'm taking the first fruit, but I don't have anything else at home. There is not yet anything else grown. All I have is my hope. And my faith 
in the future that God will provide for me. And as I walk to Yerushalayim, that first time with the Bikurim, with the first fruits, I think to myself, very differently than what I think at the end of the summer. I think to myself, listen, I've done all the work I could do and I only have this first fruit. I have nothing else. But I have faith. I have faith in the future. I have faith that I will be able to go to the base Hamikdash in Yerushalayim and I will express that faith and that gratitude for what will come. But it hasn't come yet. For what will come. And so for that first trip, I travel together with everyone also expressing the same faith in the future with flutes and celebration and joy. And everyone who sees us passing by stands out of respect for us because we are expressing not our own personal wealth. We are expressing not our own personal accomplishment, but we are expressing our individual and our collective faith in the future. Faith in what God has promised us. Faith in our ability to do what is right in God's eyes. And faith in the glorious unfolding of Jewish destiny that we believe will take place. This Parsha, this week's Torah portion, is always read just before Rosh Hashanah, just before the end of the Jewish year and the beginning of the new Jewish year. Because now, at this point in the Jewish calendar, we need to consider both Bikurim and Miser. We need to think about Miser. We need to think about the year that is ending. What are the returns on our investments of time and energy and effort? And we need to express gratitude for what we have received during this past year. And that is especially important this year. With all the problems, we have still gained much. We have still much blessing to be grateful for. But more, much more important, especially this year, is the mitzvah for us of Bikurim. What do we hope to live up to after the difficulties we have faced and are facing this year? What can we achieve in the coming year? In what areas of life do we ask for God's blessing and express joy now in our faith in the future of what God will provide for us, utilizing the blessings that God will provide even if we are going through a period where we have not seen them? 
every year. We need to approach God on Rosh Hashanah with the mindset of Miser, of thanking God for what we have, satisfied for what we have received this year, and with the mindset of Bikurim, coming to God with just a little, but with faith in what will be provided in the coming year. Even this year, and I will discuss this further with you in the coming weeks, there is much that we have received in the way of blessing, and there is much that we must express gratitude to God for, for this past year. But we'll discuss that further. But this year, many of us will be sustained by the mindset of Bikurim. We have worked hard. We may feel that so far we have little to show for it. But we are trying to do our part. And we express faith that God will do His part. And we say, quoting a passage a little bit later in our Parsha, Hashkifa mimaon kachacha min hashamayim. God, master the universe. Look down at us from your heavenly abode. Uvarech es amcha es Yisrael. And bless your people. Bless Israel. We ask you, God, for your blessing. We need your blessing this year more than ever. And with our Bikurim mindset, we pray that we will receive it. My friends, I wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person. Have a wonderful day.